Now, News Talk Radio, CJAD 800 gives you Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner. And here we are, Cheryl Besner, your certified love coach and your matchmaker here on CJD 800 and iHeartRadio. Remember, Saturday nights we are live, so you can call us 514-790-0800. Or for those of you who like to stay a little anonymous, star 8255 to text us. Now, this week is really um, going to be a great show. I've been really anxious to have this gentleman on the show. His name is Andy Boyle, and he's going to be joining us uh, in a few minutes. He wrote a book called Adulthood for Beginners, and it's all the life secrets nobody bothered to tell you. And I can tell you something. There's a lot of things that I wish I knew then that I know now. And as a parent, I can tell you that often my kids will say to me when I'm talking to them about everyday life and relationships now, they'll look at me and say, Ma, times have changed. But the fact is, they really haven't when you get right down to it. And I think you're going to see that throughout the show. Because when things are happening in our relationship world, it all comes down to communication. It comes down to heart. It comes down to connecting. And it comes down to acceptance and sometimes rejecting the things that we don't want. But that's really where we come together and realize there is nothing that different than me being in my 50s or when I was in my 20s. Now, at the beginning of every show, you know I love to go into my inbox and answer some of your questions because that's what I'm here for. This is all about you. This is about community coming together, sharing our stories and and growing together because we do learn a lot about love and relationships by what we have gone through and sharing it with somebody else and maybe helping somebody through something that's going on in their life. So, That's what I want to do right now. And I I want to answer a letter that came in from Kevin. And he said this, I have had three dates with a very lovely girl. We met on Tinder. We both are 25, both students doing our master's in business degrees at the same university. Last time we met, it was a fantastic date. And I was really looking forward to perhaps making this something more than just dating quote unquote. However, she asked a question that I was very open to answer, but then she made an uncomfortable reaction. She asked me about my student debt loan and also about my assets. She was obviously assessing my financial situation. Well, yeah, she was. Um, I was truthful and said that I had one student loan for $10,000 and that my assets was my car and my condo and they were around $150,000 in that range. When I responded, she got very cold and it was as if she was disappointed. I haven't heard from her since. I feel feel pretty badly because, frankly, I own more than I owe. It wasn't like it seemed good enough for her. Should I just move forward because obviously she is a material girl or should I give her one more chance? So, Kevin, my first response is, well, she's not connecting with you anymore anyway. She seems to have kind of left the situation. So I'm not even sure why it is that you're wondering whether you should reconnect with her because she seems to have left the relationship. But let's say she does reappear. You know, people when they're starting out, they do sometimes want to know that 
each person is going to be able to contribute to the relationship equally. And especially at 25, you know, you are going to grow something together. And, and possibly it's um, something that you can discuss. Well, I have a debt you don't. How would we take care of that? But this is something to handle further down in the relationship, not at the beginning and not on a third date. I'm terribly sorry if you really, you know, had an attraction for this person, but it does seem that there's really nothing other than for you to move on. So there you go, Kevin. Now, this is something that was very interesting to me. It's a new app that just came out. So this is part of my dating news this week. And it was developed by this woman. Her name is Tina Wilson. She's from the UK. And after a breakup, she was kind of reluctant to try some of the online dating apps, and it was really bothering her. So all her friends were kind of ganging up and trying to get her to get on all these apps. And whether they were in couples or not, they really felt that this is where she should go. And she was resisting. So they started kind of getting on different apps for her and, and swiping through Tinder and things like that, trying to show her people. So it gave her an ingenious idea. She's just developed a new app called Wingman. Now, Wingman has a lot of different connotations for different people. For some people, it means the person you go out with, who is your wingman to be able to walk into a restaurant or a bar or a nightclub and be that person that's your go-to. For other people, it's a person that you bring out to help you pick somebody up and then they disappear, leaving you with the other person. Uh, I myself sometimes act as a wingman for my clients where we go out and we look at the social scene together just so people can understand and feel comfortable about getting back out there. In this case, the wingman is the person actually is your, well, let's call it your online concierge because a lot of matchmakers actually do this, myself included, and they put your profile on line on this app that you create through Facebook. And then what happens is they're in control. They actually write your profile. You get, as the person who's searching for the date, you get to approve the profile and they do all the searching for you. And they make the decision as to who you should date and who you shouldn't. And hopefully with your best interest in mind. So this is for people who, let's say, are, have trouble self-promoting themselves and or creative writing for their profile. And they do everything for you until they choose somebody. They even get to make the choice for you as to who you should date. And then they hand it over to you. So it becomes something that becomes this very nucleus family affair, except, well, the affair ends up blowing for you and the other person that you're going to potentially date. So I thought this was a, a really cool new app. And um, it's interesting because when Tinder came out, a lot of people were sitting there, couples were sitting there and going through it and looking at who was on it and not. So the fun part for the wing person that's on the app for you is if they are in a relationship, it seems that a lot of people are enjoying the process because they're actually living vicariously through what you're going through. And it actually seems to be even sparking the relationship between the wing person and their partner, if they're still married. So there's a little bit of dating news for you. So I'm going to check this out. Wingman. It's a new dating app. We are going to be talking about adulthood for beginners tonight on CJD 800 on Solo in the City. And I'm very excited to be 
welcoming to the show tonight. The gentleman's name is Andy Boyle. He's a comedian. He's a web developer. And again, he actually wrote a blog and it went viral. And it was what I learned not drinking for two years. And this really went crazy. And it's what pushed him to write this book. So I want to take this opportunity right now to welcome Andy Boyle to the show. And uh, let's talk about all life secrets that nobody bothered to tell you. Hey, Andy. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Oh, this is great. Now, you're in Chicago right now, right? I am indeed. Hello, Canada. Hello to you. And uh, we are very excited to be talking about this. Now, this book is just coming out, right? Yeah, it just came out last week. I know. Very, very exciting. So let me ask you, Andy, um, why don't you share with us what prompted you to write this book? So one of the things was, so I give lots of talks at colleges and I speak at conferences and do workshops and I would give them on various topics. But at the end, I would always have younger people come up to me and ask these what I felt were becoming kind of standard life questions. Like they didn't know how to make good resumes. They didn't know how to write a cover letter. They didn't know how to leave a party. And now they sometimes don't know how to date. <laughs> exactly. And I think that was that all, as somebody who also I don't think ever knew how to date when I was a younger person and I kind of figured it out. Uh, that's another thing I think that um, um, I, I kind of was like, wow, I could write something where I think I could maybe help people uh, because no book like this existed when I graduated college and I wish it did. Well, we're going, we're going to talk more about that and we're going to talk about how this whole thing relates to relationships and, and all the different aspects of the book that you talk about, including empathy and communication. And we're going to be doing that on Cupid's Table coming up right now. And uh, joining Cupid's Table will be two fantastic women, both in their 20s, who can learn a lot from the book, Adulthood Adulthood for Beginners, from Andy Boyle, right here on Solo in the City on CJAD 800. This is Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. So, Solo in the City, and joining me tonight at Cupid's Table, where we get to the heart of the matter every single week, is Andy Boyle, the author of Adulthood for Beginners, with all the life secrets nobody bothered to tell you. Andy, you're still there, right, with me? I'm still here. All right, that's great. And I want to welcome to the show right away, Andy, uh, two fantastic winners, uh, women. Um, Veronique Coulomb, she is a medical practice development consultant. Welcome, Veronique. Hi. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. And Natasha Victoria, she's a personal trainer and has been on the show once before, actually. Yes. Thank you so much. And glad to have you back as well. So we're talking about um, all the things and the secrets that nobody told you about that you wish you would know. And you may not know it yet because you haven't gotten to the later stages. But Andy, these two women are in their 20s. They're fabulous. And what I wanted to share first and foremost from the book is, you know, I always tell people the key to a relationship, any relationship, is to be nice. It's the most important aspect of a relationship. You can get anything and share everything with somebody when you're nice to them. And you actually said in your book that your, the, your favorite topic is on how to treat people better. Right, Andy? 
Yes. So talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, I think as some, you know, growing up, I, I, you know, even though you're told the golden rule where you should try to treat people just like you want to be treated, I don't think it really kind of actually cemented itself until I was in like my mid to late 20s. I was I was not nice. I wasn't treating people necessarily as fairly or as kind or I just assumed, oh, they're, you know, nobody's doing things as good as me. That means they're bad. When in fact, it was like, no, Andy, you're just kind of a little over over demanding. And as I got older, I kind of realized I don't want to be that person. I don't want to be mean. I don't want to push people away. Uh, I do want to be kind and nice and uh, share and uh, be loving. And what happened was, this is going to be a shocker, people start treating you better. Your life becomes better. (laughs) Your dating life becomes better. All of these other things start to get better when I switched from being uh, kind of seeing the world kind of through a more angrier lens and kind of instead seeing it through much more empathetic. What do you think about that, Natasha? You're smiling big time right now on that. I, I love it. Honestly, I think that um, it's such a strong message to just be a good human being. And in a sense, a lot of people just spend so much time focusing on themselves, you know, thinking about, oh, that person wronged me and being so, you know, negative. At, at the end of the day, when you're emitting those negative frequencies, you just attract more negativity and people feel you and they they know that you're you're not a nice person. They're just going to throw it right back at you. Well, like attracts like. Yeah. Uh, Veronique, how do you feel about this whole thing? Do you do you think that most people are out there feeling that they, that they want to exude niceness? Or do you think well, you're feel seeing a lot than, of the negative? Yeah. Well, the thing is, I think we're focusing more on what we're looking for instead of focusing more of what we have to offer on the table. So uh, I guess this is one of our, one of our main problems here. So you, you, you feel that more people are, are concentrating on what they're looking for rather yeah. than looking for it within themselves. And, well, that's and what we things. have to offer, we're expecting that amazing guy that's going to take good care of us, being faithful and everything. But I mean, at the end of the day, it comes down to what we have to offer to that. Oh, 100%. Well, that's one of the th- other things, Andy, that you talk about. Um, it's about you've got to love yourself. And that's one of the things that I always talk about. For So in, in one of your chapters, you do talk about you've got to love yourself. It's actually right at the beginning of the book, right, Andy? Yep. It's, uh, I think it's I think that was one of the things that actually started to help me become, I think, a much nicer, more empathetic person. Because if I hated myself, if I wasn't happy with myself, if I was mean with myself, then I would attack others because I didn't feel good. And when I started literally looking myself in the mirror and saying, hey, you're awesome, you're going to do great, which seems so cheesy and like I would never do it in a million years after I started doing that sort of stuff and doing kind of these more positive uh, self-actualization exercises, I started acting nicer and wanting to be nicer to people because I felt better about myself. We are talking with Andy Boyle, as well as Natasha and Veronique, and we're talking about adulthood for beginners. It's all life lessons that Andy put into a book so you can kind of have support through the 20s and know for instance, what I know now, where you are now. <laughs> right. We need this. It's awesome. And, it, and it's great because it's not coming from a mummy telling her 25-year-olds. It's coming mm-hmm. from, you know, a, a, a gentleman who went through this in his 20s. That's what I love about this, Andy. So when we talk about self-actualizations and self-affirmations that Andy's talking about, do you do any of that, Natasha? Oh, for sure. Uh, I went through a period in my life where I was not feeling good about myself, and it, sh- it was shining through in the way that I was dealing with other people. 
Um, so what I decided to do to get over this and feel more confident and happy was I made a list of things that I wanted to be. So let's say I didn't believe I was beautiful. I would write it in the positive. So I am beautiful. I am this. I am that. All in the positive. And I hung it next to my mirror where I brush my teeth. And every day when I wake up in the morning, I would read it. And then every night I would read it again. That's amazing. Andy, is that similar to what you did? Yeah, I actually talk about that in the book. My mm-hmm. sister used to have something at the bottom of her mirror. She's, a, she's seven years older than me, and it said, you are a success. So every time she would look in the mirror, she would see underneath her face, it would say, you are a success. And when I was younger, I made fun of her. And now <laughs> I'm like, what an amazing thing. Every day you see yourself. <laughs> and it's this nice message. And, and even if you wake up grumpy, you still see it. So I think that's awesome that you're doing that. What do you, what do you think about this? I mean... Tell us, do you think that you exude niceness every day? If you do, why don't you text us, star 8255, or give us a shout, 7900800. I want to know, do you feel somebody reaches out to you every day and shows kindness and niceness? And wouldn't that help your relationships and and your love life, right? So, Ver- Veronica, um, what do you do for yourself when it comes to affirmations? And I just made you English instead of Veronique. I went English. Yeah, Veronica, all the way is good. Um, <laughs> no worries. Uh, well, to affirmation, like to about like for that mirror uh, she was talking about. Well, I guess uh, the main thing you should be doing before getting in a relationship would be to accomplish yourself personally, professionally before starting to look to be uh, to be accomplished, but in a relationship. So both individuals should be working on their own personality I guess career and whatever makes them happy and feel good about themselves and feel mm-hmm. great about themselves you know Andy um, during the week I asked people on Facebook I put out the question about what lessons about life do you wish you had known and uh, one person wrote in and said no matter how how rough you think things are and how much you love somebody you can't make them love you if they don't accept you and don't want you move on there is someone else out there who will mm-hmm. I, I thought that was um very good advice from barry uh, to our readers and our listeners how do you feel about that one andy oh i totally agree i have a uh, i have a bunch of chapters where they more or less end with move on <laughs> if, if, if if it doesn't seem like it's requited be kind, move on. If you've gone on a couple of dates and you're not feeling it, be kind, move on. Uh, just it doesn't just because somebody is going out with you or just because you think that there's something there doesn't necessarily mean it's meant to be for a longer lasting thing. So when in doubt, uh, it's it's okay to move on because the mere the truth is, somebody's liked you once, you're gonna find somebody again. That's right, mm-hmm. and and hopefully you'll have learned from the 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 relationship that you're leaving and take those lessons, one of those life lessons with you into the next one. One of the things I just want to mention about the book that I love, and we're going to talk more about the book, is a lot of the chapters do have these little tips at the end, these little antidotes. And um, I I just love that uh, throughout the book. So um, 
when you do purchase this, you got to go to these chapters and see things like the hot take, just in case you ever get married. I'd like it to be the opportunity to apologize in advance for whatever it is I did wrong. I love you, honey. I mean, these are little <laughs> antidotes. I loved it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Coming up, we're going to tell you also how you can win a date night out. This week's winner is going to be coming up. It's going to be to Look Cartel. And next week, we will be drawing a dinner for two to the tavern in Westmount Square. All this happening when you register to Solo in the City. Just put in your email, your name, and you get 15 minutes free coaching with me. Coming up, Empathy. That's a chapter in the book here on CJAD 800. Solo in the City with Cheryl Besner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. Well, we are still here and we are still talking about this fantastic book written by Andy Boyle on Solo in the City. It's called Adulthood for Beginners. It's all the life secrets. Nobody bothered to tell you. And we have Andy Boyle with us, as well as Veronique Coulomb and Natasha Victoria. And we're going to continue talking about this at a Cupid's table. Don't forget, 7900800 if you want to call us or star 8255 if you want to text us. We're also on Facebook Live and Ramona is with us as always, giving you the behind the scenes and you can be watching us as well right now. And I also want to remind you, 844-744-SOLO is my hotline. That you can call 24 hours a day and I always get back to people within 24 hours. So, Cupid's table. We are sitting here getting to the heart of the matter. Andy. Yes. I got to ask you something because one of your chapters is about empathy. And I really do think that that is something that people need to have in life. And both the ladies that are sitting here with me in studio are shaking their heads. So I want to break it down because in your book, you actually break it down and you, you broke it down to the first one is to love others, you need to see yourself in them. So why don't you tell us what you meant by that? Yeah, the, the basic idea is a lot of times we want to be angry at somebody else because they're different from you. Uh, or because even if it's something super superficial, like they like a different sports team, they like a different uh, musical genre than you, or they have a different haircut than you think it should be had. Uh, but you need to realize that you all, you both have something in common. You both probably had uh, parents. You both went to school. You both eat food. You're both humans. Uh, so no matter what, uh, you both have things uh, that are, are very much so in common with one another. Uh, and that means that you should be able to relate to them and have more empathy toward them. And one of the other things that you notice a lot is that when you see something that you don't like in somebody, often that's what's within yourself and you don't like it within yourself. And it's better off to focus on them rather than realizing that you have that within yourself too. Natasha, you want to comment on that? Well, that's like my whole belief. It's amazing. Um, I just find that so many people are focused on 
hold on a second. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's a typical Tasha move. Wait, what was the que- what was the question? Well, um, well, we were talking basically about seeing the po- the negative in somebody else and focusing on it, and that often that's within yourself, but also realizing that you're very much the same as oh the other God. person that we're you're. We're all humans. It's all the same thing. People are so. We all have fears. We all have insecurities. We're all wired with like all of these human emotions and we're so busy like being taken over by our ego you just want to attack other people but like if you look at the base we're literally the same 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 and you just have to like love other people for whatever they're going through just respect what they're going through if you don't if you don't agree with it you have to realize that that's their path and you have to let them do them and you do you and just be neutral and one of the other points is uh andy that you talked about is that they have flaws just like you right exactly nobody's perfect (laughs) shocker uh, my mom might disagree. She might think I'm a little perfect. But, uh, well, <laughs> but, all mothers think their their children exactly. are perfect. Veronique... I think the thing that, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Go ahead, Andy. Finish your thought. No, I was, I was just going to say that like part of, part of this is like we want to categorize people sometimes as thinking uh, the wrong things that they're doing when in fact it's just like, no, 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 that's not necessarily wrong. That's just how they are living their life. We are talking about Adulthood for Beginners with Andy Boyle, and as well, uh, he wrote the book, and as well, Veronique Colomb and Natasha. So, Veronique, what do you think? Do you think that you have to embrace the flaws of the people? Well, I guess, yeah, we have to because we're not perfect. We're human, just uh, like you guys just said. But uh, at the end of the day, yeah, we have to embrace these flaws because that's what makes us different as long as the person can recognize them and is open to work on them eventually. I mean, yeah, we, we should embrace them. It, it becomes a problem when the person is not aware of it or not willing to to change. So, Andy, one of the other things that you talked about is you don't know what they've been through. We don't know everybody's story, right? So you have to mm-hmm. sometimes listen to that person's story and then try and, well, th- that's where the empathy kicks in, right, Andrew? Oh, uh, definitely. And I, and I think especially it's like you don't know what's happened to somebody that day. You don't know what, like, you don't, if, if somebody might cut you off in traffic, you don't know that they're maybe rushing to the hospital because their wife's sick or because their their mom's uh, fallen ill or something like that. So even when these bad things or people do these sort of behaviors, you des- you don't necessarily know what's driving them. And so sometimes that's when you kind of have to pause and go, I don't know what this person's going through today. I hope they're okay. Well, and, and the fact is this happens to you all day, every day, and we do run into people. I mean, I, I can tell you today I was driving on, on the highway and somebody came right up and started honking and honking and I was going at a pretty good clip and then they pulled out and then they cut somebody else off and part of it is you want to sit there and you want to get upset and then you go, okay, but what is going on here, right? You don't mm-hmm. really know what that person is going through and you could pull over and go into road rage, but when it comes to relationships, that's not going to help. And and it even happens within our close relationships where we can come home, two people can come home at the end of the day, walk into the kitchen, and then somebody explodes. And the other person could explode back. Or you could say, okay, what's going on? What happened? Right? Mm-hmm. So is that what you were kind of going with that as well, Andy? Yes, because a lot of times it's just like, okay, I want to see it's the it's what's what's causing the behavior there's usually something that's causing a people respond to incentives they act in a certain way 
and you usually want to be like, okay, you seem very angry. Is there something else going on that we can talk about? Because I think you're blowing up about this smaller thing because there's a larger issue that's harder to talk about. Veronique, do you think you could do that if somebody's exploding at you, calmly say to them, so what's going on here? Yeah, of course, because if there's no communication, there's no way you're going to solve that problem. You have to calm down and just... Take the time to understand where the patient, uh, not the patient, but where the, <laughs> the, <laughs> of the work the showing field. up yeah. now. <laughs> but take the time to understand where the person, the other person is to you, you bring bring that person where you want them to go. If you want to follow or move forward together, you have to uh, join that person first. Yeah. You want to say something, Natasha? I can yeah. see a brewing well, there. <laughs> you know what? At the end of the day, we're all humans too. And it's sometimes it's hard not to be reactive. Um, but you, I've just noticed you don't go anywhere when you're a reactive person, where you're just reacting to everything that's happening to you. You can't really control the things that are around you. So if you're just reacting all the time, you're not really living your life. You're just freaking out over everything. So it's, it's kind of a practice to take a step back and like, look at the situation as if like you're out of your body. And that's something that I've been trying to do. I'm not very good at it yet, but it's something that I've been trying to do is to just look at things from a different perspective and just take a moment to chill before I It's the count to three things that mother does all the time. You go count to three or I'm going to count to three and then this is going to happen. So instead do it the reverse. I'm going to count to three before I react. Mm Mm-hmm. So, Andy, what's a little antidote you have for people to not react right away? I think sometimes uh, the pausing and like letting, usually if you let somebody, they can kind of get out of steam. And then usually they kind of will just, I think what happens a lot is people will realize how, how they're acting. And then you can kind of give it a pause and then you can ask them, you're like, so what's going on? Because I think what that allows you to do is give you a second. And sometimes in a lot of our communications, a lot of it's digitally. So if somebody's blowing up that way, even if I want to respond in anger, what I'll do is I'll, I'll write in like a, a notepad or I'll write in an email that's not actually responding to that person. And I'll say what I want to say. And then I'll delete it. And then I can respond <laughs> kindly and empathetically, uh, maybe having got that initial uh, uh, anger out of my system. And that's something that we can even do when we're in front of somebody, but we can do it by texting. And I think that's why a lot of people are resorting, sadly, to texting and emails, because you can take that pause, you can rethink it. And it's like sending that, you know, dear John letter to somebody where you can actually say, do I really want to send this? Do I want to edit it? And sadly, when we're in a reaction, when we're just coming out and kicking at somebody, we don't take that time to say, Should I edit it? Is there a better way to say it, Natasha? The only thing about that is that you cannot decipher emotion when it's a text. 100%. And I've tried to do this and make this work, um, but it's it's really impossible. And then you could read a sentence and just completely put an emotion to it that wasn't the case, and then that's a whole other reaction. And then it's over. Coming up, I'm going to reveal more of the texts that were sent in about all the life lessons that we want to or should learn earlier on that we sometimes only learn 
later on in life. And reflection is a lovely thing <laughs> that's, um, you know, not the advantage when you're 20 years old. You don't have necessarily that much reflection. So we're going to, going to be talking more about this with Andy Boyle, the author of Adulthood for Beginners, coming up. And also going to tell you a little bit more about how you can become your own matchmaker and how to win date night out and who won this week's date night out to the cartel next week is going to be to the Westmount Tavern here on CJAD 800 take three action no clouds in my stones let it rain I hide your plane in the bank coming down at the Dow Jones when the clouds come we go we rock a fella we fly high in weather and she flies are better you know me in anticipation for precipitation you're listening to Solo in the City with Cheryl Vesner on News Talk Radio, CJAD 800. we got to get up and get out and get social, and I'm ready to help you do that. I'm your certified dating coach and your matchmaker. And speaking of matchmaking, don't forget, next Sunday, May 14th, 10 a.m. I am hosting Become Your Own Matchmaker. It's a four-step masterclass where I really give you the starting point all the way to the end of how you can become your own matchmaker and cut out the middleman so that you don't need me to match you up because you're going to know exactly how to do it. So it's going to be an intimate group. We are meeting at Avanti Le Spa on De Carry, and you can register on Eventbrite. Lunch will be served. We're also going to have a mini class with Scarlett James. She is coming down to work with us and really help us understand our own divine sensuality. Uh, lunch by Le Hangout. We're going to toast ourselves and your success at the end of the workshop with a bottle, uh, a glass of bubbly that's going to be from the Kolonaki group and we're going to also do a three minute makeover just three little steps that will give you a little spruce up every time you walk out of the house to feel great for yourself so men women come on down we already have a lot of gentlemen who will be joining us I love it when um, you become assertive and take control of your own love life and next weekend Mother's Day, give yourself some loving and come on down and learn how to spread that loving for yourself. Now, we are talking today right now with Andy Boyle, Veronique Coulomb, and Natasha Victoria because Andy wrote this book, Adulthood for Beginners. It's all the life secrets nobody bothered to tell you. So, Andy. Yes. Tell me something. This is a little bit different, and I actually want to ask each of you something. Now, you're still a single guy. You're in a relationship now, right? I am indeed. Okay. So here's the question I want to ask you. Single guy, doesn't have kids yet. At your stage of life, if you could tell your kids one secret about love and relationships... What is that one secret going to be? <laughs> oh boy! Oh, gotcha. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great question. Uh, if I could, if I, I could try. Any, if I could tell them anything, I think I would just say you will never regret choosing to be kind. You oh. will almost always regret acting out of anger. 
And with my uh, with my girlfriend, who is very lovely and wonderful, I think we have a great relationship because we actively work at trying to be nice to each other. We don't respond out of anger. And I think that's one reason why we both are dating each other, because that is both what we were looking for. You know what? I, I, I love that. And, and I want to tell you that if you miss the beginning of this show, you can find it on SoundCloud. Go back to the beginning Segment one, because Andy and I talked about nice being the best thing that you can do, being nice for your partner, but also for yourself, because when we are nice, that's what gets reflected back to us. So I love that. So again, you can go to SoundCloud and listen to the beginning of the show on all parts of this show. Natasha, what would you tell your future children? Oh my, okay. I think I would tell them that you need to be able to communicate what you're feeling when it's happening instead of letting it internalize and then become a bigger problem because you overthink it. And I think to tie it back to what um, Andy said is that if you are kind and you're used to the other person being kind, you're more likely to be willing to communicate in the moment because you're not afraid that the other person will snap. So it all kind of ties in, I guess. And what about you, Veronique? Well, I would say just to trust yourself and to focus on yourself a bit more. Like, we put that much pressure. I know this show is about relationship, but, I mean, we put so much pressure in finding out that that special someone instead of finding ourselves first. And, yeah, I think I, if there was one thing I would uh, try to let my kids know is to, yeah, find where who they are and love who they are first and then look for that for that special person, yeah. Rhonda wrote in and she said, how little effort it takes to make someone happy, even a stranger happy. So that's about that smile and that being nice. Well, you know, when you said that, uh, Veronique, about the show being about relationships, the fact is the first relationship starts with yourself. With yeah. yourself. And Andy, that's right at the beginning of the book, once again, right? Yes, it is. Vernon says, I would have said, I love you more. Do you think that we even say to ourselves, I love you enough? Like to ourselves. That to I, ourselves? Yeah. No. no. No? Absolutely not. Do you think you should? People think it's weird. It's not, it's not a thought that occurs, but I definitely think. It, yes, 100%. Because we should love ourselves, right, Andy? Yes. Oh, you definitely should. I even sometimes, <laughs> this is kind of embarrassing to say, I will give myself little hugs. <laughs> and I'll just be like, you're doing great, buddy. Connie wrote in and she said the secret she would love to know or would have loved to know is to love and believe and invest in myself more than in the other person. So that's going a little bit to, towards what you were saying, Veronique, is it should go to yourself yeah. first. Right. Well, even without saying it, just at least to feel it. Yeah. To love ourselves. Yeah. To be good to ourselves and to, yeah, <laughs> to not lose yourself in yeah. another person. So if you're with someone and you're just constantly giving, giving, and forgetting who you are, you end up getting so lost in that hole. It's not a nice place to be. And Andy, you experienced that, right? Where you kind of got lost and gave up on certain things about your own beliefs. Oh yeah, I think uh, I think when you when you stop believing in yourself, uh, that definitely can happen. And I think that I had reached a point where I was just kind of like, everything I do is terrible. Uh, I don't believe in myself, and I was just kind of you know, just treading water. We had somebody who wrote and said, "Sorry, I believe that all this talk about affirmation is BS. Just a lot of talk about nothing really. Sorry, but that's how I feel. 
the rest of it is just common sense. And that might be how you feel. And not everybody does believe in affirmations. But for most people, uh, those self affirmations can actually bring you into a very different place. And, and sometimes you need those self affirmations to get you there. Right, Andy? Oh, definitely. That's actually another part of your book. You talk about that, and actually, right at the beginning of the book, I think of, um, I think it's like part of your cover, even, is where you you listed a few different things that you need to do for yourself, and one of them is love yourself. Yeah, if you, I think a, a lot of the a lot of the success in your life comes from if you love yourself. That means you believe in yourself. If you believe in yourself, you're going to take. Uh, more, more, better risks, and you're going to actually, I think, try harder to succeed and push yourself further than you might have if you weren't uh, believing in yourself. And you, you also said, regardless of your past, you can always change yourself for the better. So people say you can't change, but the fact is, you can change if it's you who wants to change for yourself. Exactly, and I think we people have shown time and time again. They can definitely reinvent themselves and they can make a better version of themselves. You just need to have the will to try. And you certainly did that for yourself. I did indeed. Well, because th- this book, you know, it's, it's, it's a long way from the, the original blog, right? Because that the, was the kind of kicker about this. Yeah. The, yep. The blog post was just about what I learned for not drinking year period drink. where I didn't drink. And I, it's, I still haven't. It's been about three and a half years. But. Uh-huh. I kept. I lost weight. I started lifting weights. I started riding more. I I've, I got better jobs. I just life became a, a lot better, uh, partially because I think I started to believe in myself. Not necessarily because I quit drinking, but because the not drinking led to all of these other emotional changes. Well, Andy, I want to thank you so much for coming and sharing everything that you put into this book with us. It's a fantastic book, everybody. It's Adulthood for Beginners. All the life secrets nobody bothered to tell you. Andy Boyle is the author. And um, thank you very much for being with us tonight all the way from Chicago. Really appreciate all your insight, Andy. Thank you so much for having me. I truly appreciate it. And Natasha, thank you so much. I always love your antidotes and your words of wisdom. Thank you so much for having me. And Veronique. Fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) And thank you for all your insights and, um, my well, patient experience, your, right? your patient, <laughs> very, very much so. Now, before we go, I do have to tell everybody, I do have a winner for tonight's date night out. It's going to Michael. It, Michael, your email is mds4715 at gmail.com. We will be sending you your letter as well as the gift certificate to Look Cartel. Uh, that's a great little place in the plateau. And next week, if you want, you can win dinner date night out to the Tavern in Westmount Square. By the way, the Tavern has been completely redecorated. It is so beautiful. You're going to have a great romantic evening there. So sign up at Solo in the City. Get your 15 minutes free as well. And remember, this week as always, you can reach me 844-744-SOLO for an appointment. Next week, we are going to be talking about balancing your yin and your yang here on CJAD 800 and iHeartRadio. This week as always, Keep it simply social because we all know it's all about the kiss. Good night, everybody. Control, like controller, control.
I'm Cheryl Besner, your certified dating coach and host of Solo in the City every Saturday night on CJAD 800. If you're looking for one-on-one coaching, matchmaking, or my suggestions for a great date place, I'm here for you. Get up, get out, and get social using the Solo in the City dating app. No matter whether you're single, in transition, or ready to date, let me help you make love happen. Let's chat. 844-744-SOLO or find me online at solointhecity.tv.